Echo. 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 Well, look who it is. All right, gotta go faster. We gotta go faster. We gotta hurry this episode up. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I mean, that's how I live my life. I'm right, faster. right, right, right. Faster. Um, faster, faster. We gotta go, we gotta go. 12.04. 12.04 it is right now. Morning. 12.04. 12.04. A 12.04 morning for the fast. I've already, I've already sped run my whole day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm getting ready to go to sleep. Yeah. Wake up in the morning yeah. go again. Yeah, 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 Hit the yeah, gym. yeah, 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 yeah. Strength uh, training, functional training, legs, bodies, thighs, buys. I'm getting yeah, ready to P, go. P was late again, but we're not going to dwell on that. Uh, I'm too perturbed already at, at, at something else going on. I think we should just get right into it again. I feel like maybe there's some people out there that are like, oh, 2023 fans kick rocks. This is just like a fun joke. Like it's week three. It's not a fun joke. We're not king around. And if you want to know no, why... We're not kidding around and kind of treatment that we get that would lead us to what I would argue is, I don't know, the most judicious pursuit a podcast has ever uh, involved itself with. 2023 fans kick rocks. You may have heard or noticed that there's a season three trailer for Mandalorian. And I'm sure you were thinking, well, there's a trailer. Po'boy's probably do Po'boy Theater. They'll probably do the Po'boy Theater where they watch the trailer, explain the trailer, do a deep dive, explain everything to everyone, basically figure out what the whole season is because they're very good at picking up on cues and micro aggressions within the trailer and can extrapolate expertly. And we were going to do Po'boy Theater. We were going to do Po'boy Theater. We're all set up. We're ready to go. Theater was ready. We were going to drive over there, park a little butts in a little seats. Had and the then, oh, team. what do you know? Fans took a break from kicking rocks to call in a bomb threat to Poboy Theater. That's right. They threatened to review bomb us if we did oh my God. Poboy Theater, which I'm like, we can have time to review bomb us. You're busy freaking kicking rocks. Uh, we are not afraid. We're not we afraid. do not care. I would like you to review bomb us and pretend fans out there. Take a break from kicking rocks. Go ahead, review bum us. I don't care. The theater and the employees there were very concerned for us. And they talked us down and they told us not to do it. And they did threaten to walk for our own safety. We don't care. We're tough. We take it. Do not care. But there will be no public theater now. They did not win. Again, they'll never go ahead and review bomb us. Pretend that we did do it. I don't care. Review the podcast. See if we care. Yeah, give us zero stars. And then it's on Apple. Why? It's on Spotify. Freaking kick rocks. Oh my gosh. This is insane. So this new Mandalorian trailer out. <clears throat> then they attack that? my dog. And now they're now they're uh-huh. bombing. And now they're making you sleep in for two morning records in a row. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even have my sweet, sweet calf this morning because of that. All right. I'm just drinking my lemon perfect. What a drink. Oh, my gosh. Lemon Lemon perfect. perfect. It is the perfect drink for any time. Lemon perfect. You're going to hear people talking about it. And don't get that confused with Pete's significant other lemon perfect. 
Yeah, my significant other, Lemon Perfect. <laughs> you just move on. I am. I. I'm. Yeah. L- l- move on. <laughs> Skip. That is just the rudest thing to say. <laughs> this doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> I'm just glad that she doesn't listen to any of these podcasts. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if that'd be hilarious if this was the one. Yo, women be perfect. You're significant other. <laughs> what does that mean? It makes. I mean, it's a perfect drink. Like, I just think. I, I just I think love, it sounds like a, a like a creepy pet name someone would have for like their significant other. Oh my god, I'm so glad she does. I've never to heard podcast. of. I've never heard of women perfect before. Yeah, it's, it it's sounds an, creepy. It's like an up and coming drink. Um, this like that big athlete. More like a down and going drink. No, it's um, there this big athlete. I don't. I'm, I'd be shocked if you know who he is. His name's Jalen Hurts. Yeah, whatever. He's the QB for um the Eagles, and then he was the QB at Alabama, and um, he's endorsing this drink. It's five calories. It's a lemonade. They have yeah, all these flavors. Stop plugging it. It's so so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's sorry. I was talking about my significant other. Mm, that does that. that, yep, that nope, 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 nope. All right, we're nope. All right, faster, faster, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. So there's Star Wars. There's the trailer to talk about. I think the thing we got to talk about before we talk about the trailer, though, before we talk about Star Wars, is I do feel like we should briefly touch on friend of the show Pedro, um, just annihilating it on The Last of Us. Oh yeah, that was that was an that was really good, and I incredible. He's so good in that show. Now, you had played the game, right? Oh yeah, I've played both. Okay, and um, for those we're not going to learn anything here for Last of Us. We're not going into the Last of Us with any depth, just to say that Pedro is fantastic in it, and I did have a connection to Star Wars Mm -hmm. I wanted to discuss about it. What were you saying? Oh, um, I actually saw Pedro Pascal in something recently, but um, is there anything more you want to talk about Last of Us? I never played the game, so this is all kind of new, but he looks, per- he, I mean, he's perfect for the role, and they have yeah. the girl, um, Leanna Mormont. Yeah. Um, she's, she's, she's fine at this point. <laughs> or, yeah, or, I mean, the first episode was very uh, Joel, Joel-centric, so I feel mm-hmm. like he got, he really had several chances to shine in a way that Bill Ramsey hasn't gotten her, like, time in the spotlight just yet, but I'm excited mm-hmm. for it, but it, watching it, I gotta say, I couldn't, like, several times, I was just like, boy, Benjamin Mandalorian wishes they could use that face a little more, because <laughs> he's, I mean, he's just such an incredible actor, and you realize how limited um how how limited he is with the mandalorian which is a, a pro and a con kind of thing i mean i think it speaks to his his performance in the mandalorian that he's able to do so much with so little and the fact that you don't see his face and his voice is very kind of even keel like it was just watching well, the trailer and also the mandalorian has the benefit of the world of star wars and right. those episodes are like I didn't really care about the Last of Us location. I mean, I guess it was cool to see the like town that they're in for most of it. And, yeah, but like you know, they did some world building. But like you know, I was just thinking about rewatching this episode from <clears throat> season two when they're on that ice planet. 
with Frog Mom. Yeah. And I t- talked to myself and I was like, I, if you had told me like an, a year earlier, I would have never wanted to see that because the Spire things are my nightmares. Mm-hmm. But it was just such a, it, you know, Pedro did a great job, but it's like the location, it's all of the special effects that go into it. So they have so many other things that go on with it that they don't have to fully rely on Pedro at no. any point. No, and I mean, nor is the last of us, but it just, it, it's a really impressive performance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very expert turn from Pedro. Well, what's your, what's the star Wars connection? And I'll, I'll say the well, star Wars connection is the Mandalorian and what I just talked about. Okay. I actually, did you ever watch the equalizer too? No, he's the bad guy in that though, right? He is the, he is the bad guy. Yeah, I, oh, I was boy. just watching um the scene where um Denzel Washington goes to his house and he's like um the only the, the my only regret is I only get to kill you once. Um which is a great line from Denzel Washington. He plays a pretty good he plays a pretty good like gray like villain of um in, in that movie, I, the Equalizer One, Equalizer Two, Denzel Washington, he's he's fantastic in, in both of those movies. I haven't seen the TV show with Queen Latifah. I'll have to check that out at some point. I think well, it's apparently, mul- both of mm-hmm. which are based on an older TV show. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So it's Bad Batch. Yeah, that's that's based off of. Yeah. Um, you know, a Bad Batch of um, War of eighteen twelve soldiers that were. Um, genetically enhanced via cocaine to um, do stuff. So that's hmm. our um, kind of Pedro Pascal news. Let's just for our own benefits, um, not for the fans who can kick rocks. What do you think of the Mandalorian trailer? Right. So the Mandalorian trailer, I had read that it was going to be airing at halftime of the game or whatever. So I was just like, well, I'll just, you know, stay up eventually. It'll show up on YouTube or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you texted me in hysterics, all caps, a lot of exclamation points about the new trailer. So I'm like, oh, wow. All right. And I'm watching this trailer and I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, when you watch. No, I don't oh, watch so anything you... on my phone. I'm not like you. Okay. I watch most trailers on my phone because, you know, you see something. Uh, maybe I, I see it on my computer once in a while, but like, you know, you know, I'll see something that's on my timeline. So maybe they share it on Twitter or something like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, context matters a lot for seeing something. So I was watching Tom Brady get Molly Whopped, which was just fantastic. And then just out of nowhere, I did not know the trailer was coming. Um, so I was mm. so, so That's excited fair. because they, you know, it's it's so funny when they show these things, right? Like um, it was on ESPN. So, mm-hmm. you know, ESPN, Disney product, et cetera, et cetera. It's so funny watching these football commentators have to read the script. And oh, now season three of The Mandalorian. And it's like you can tell that they do not watch the show you know they just have to um read read a script because that's that's their job but i you know saw it on um on on my tv i had it at football volume um as you're watching football 
but I was also, I mean, there's a, there's a particular scene that I was very excited about, but I, I'm getting more, I mean, we're only a, like a, a little under a month away before yeah. we, before we're March first, right? Before we're back to being Pedro boys. Well, um, again, it's going to, we're going to, we're going to be covering bad batch still. So it's going to be its own thing. Yeah, I guess we're we'll gonna get to... more into that as we approach. Yeah, we'll have to talk about the logistics. Um, yeah, but what did, what did you think of the trailer? I, you know, I, I like Star Wars. Um, no, it it was it was fine. It didn't like nothing in it particularly grabbed me. Like there wasn't one shot that I was like, oh my god, yes, I can't wait for this. Uh, like I think the the kind of the big shot at the end with like little Yanni racing around his little stroller. I kind of like actively didn't like, right? Like that didn't seem particularly exciting to me. Like he's professor X now, um, pushing Mm -hmm. people away with the force. I don't know. So that, that didn't really grab me. I think that was supposed to be like, bang, drop the mic. Um, but I mean, you know, Pedro's back, uh, was obviously, Super psyched to see um, Paul Sun Hyung Lee back as Carson Tiva. Carson Tiva, yes, yeah. Um, I love that guy. I hope he has a, a continually expanding role. That was well, exciting. He... It was cool to see some of our old friends. I think wasn't Carl he supposed was to be in public? Show yeah, the Rangers that... of the New Republic. That's not going to yeah. happen anymore. Or yeah. here we go. It just could happen. Put him in the freaking lead. He's fantastic, but. Him and Dave Filoni. <laughs> Buddy yeah. Cops. Yeah, so well, I mean, there, were, there were definitely parts of it I liked. And, but so here's my thing before we get into to your takes from it and your big exciting um, quota that was met was ordinarily, because I can't, I don't remember what the season two trailer for The Mandalorian was or how excited it got me or not. Ordinarily in the past, though, it, I have very much kind of been like a trailer's a trailer. You can't really judge what the show's going to be like based on the trailer because there's certain stuff they're holding back and, uh, you know, all, all kinds of variables are at play. But I have to say, I think the last three seasons of live action television we've gotten from Disney Plus for Star Wars, you have been able to pretty exactly judge the quality of the show based on the trailer because that trailer for book of bobo fett was very boring and i remember us talking like this seems very boring they must only be showing stuff from the first episode and then you know our opinion of i think book of boba fett was pretty much our opinion of the trailer i think kenobi seemed cool and that show was cool i think that about matched up um, when they showed the Andor trailer at Star Wars Celebration, I remember thinking, this is the best Star Wars trailer I've seen in a very long time and getting super excited. And that show freaking mm-hmm. blew me away. So what this trailer means, I mean, who knows? I still don't think you can you can judge a, a show by its trailer. But well, the crazy thing know. is, so Boba Fett show and spoilers for book of boba fett but also kick rocks fans um they don't show the teletubby kids they don't show the cad bane showdown they don't show the 
him writing the oh my gosh, what the hell is that? Um, the Rancor. Yeah, the Rancor, right? But those they are don't like, show the part halfway through where they quit the show and do a different show. Yeah, they don't show the we're gonna try and do dances with wolves, except there's um we're just gonna skip it. We're just gonna we're just gonna move on from there. <laughs> and I get it for season. I mean, season two of Mandalorian, right? You had the Boba Fett um, introduction. You had mm-hmm. the Luke introduction, which is just massive. Yeah. So, you know, here's the thing that really gets me is. How much of this trailer is, you know, what ep- ep- what episodes? Because it's just there's right. so much there's so much jam packed into this, and um, fans and um, ops, which I just recently learned, are enemies of the hmm. show. Fans and ops, I, alike. fans and ops and likes, fan ops. Um, I I saw this. I also saw the Ahsoka trailer, and mm-hmm. it. This trailer doesn't even have some of the stuff that was in that trailer. And That's the last trailer was the trailer you saw. Yeah, it was, yeah. Because the scene that I remember just going insane over was, you have the Naboo Starfighter. Mm-hmm. It's um, in the clouds, it breaks cloud cover, and then you see a broken dome over Mandalore. Um, just, you know, that was like, my I was going insane I'm rewatching the trailer now, and the two things that I was like really, I thought were really cool, and I think they're going to really do a good job is what's the ship that the Mandalorians drive? The it's like a defender. Oh gosh, yeah, I, I wish I could remember, but I don't. I had the Lego set of one at one point. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a if if you do a stop frame on a minute one eleven, which you don't have to do. There's, um, you know, that ship's being pursued by six um, TIE Interceptors, which are also, like, much cooler ships than just a normal TIE fighter. Yeah, TIE Interceptors are cool. We never really got... I mean, they're in Return of the Jedi a bunch, but, yeah, it'll be cool to see those um, get some more screen time. Mm -hmm. And then, just also, I mean, I'm I'm such a... I, I can't you always think and i feel bad for the person who puts all that work into making the compiled order 66 video on youtube (laughs) you feel bad for them are you kidding they're loving life 2005 through what 2012 13 Mm. 14 15 they had nothing to do (laughs) all it was was here's a clip from revenge of the sith that was it now Every freaking six months, they get work. <laughs> this is the golden age of their life. It will never get better than this. I I think I really like the idea that there's some guy, and I know that um, he probably can't or she can't probably can't because of copyright. But I, I like the idea that there's some YouTube channel that's dedicated to just making all of these spliced. To- their income is like, like- oh man. What 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 idea am I going to come up with next? And they look at this trailer and they're like, "Oh yes, more Order sixty six. Yep. And listen, I like, I I like revisiting that because it's a it's a touch point. It's something that you know may, maybe some fans. I mean, Josh, you've talked about your distaste for flashbacks um, on this ep- on this podcast a few mm-hmm. times, but for me, I it would be really cool to see that. It'd be really cool to see. Them specifically, you know, we were introduced to a ton of Jedi. 
um, through the Clone Wars, although it looks like it's just a bunch of NPCs that are going to get mowed down by Anakin. I didn't recognize <laughs> a single person from that. But also, you know, Grogu was never in um, Clone Wars, right? No, was not... Um, You're asking That me? we know of. <laughs> it was not in Bad Batch, right? So it's not like there has to be a named Jedi that protects Grogu. I think we know most of the most of the Jedi that were introduced in Clone Wars. I think we know almost all of their fates. I mean, I, I, I Barriss Offy, we don't know what happened to her. Um, I'm struggling to think of a Jedi that we don't know in one form or another if they lived or died. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty. I mean, there's like a new Jedi every couple episodes on that show. Yeah, well, I guess the, I guess, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that as we, as we, uh, probably get to that. So that, that scene was, um, particularly cool. And then that, you know, it's just other, other parts that were, you know, we're going to see the alien for Bobby Frick. And then we have this, um, like new kind of like Wookiee kind of thing. Yeah. That's, um, it has like four eyes and it's like a, kind of like a, I, I, I want to say a monkey, like that's kind of how it how it looks. I, I I'm curious what legends alien that is. I, I have not seen that, but um, yeah, that's the one. That's the one that quick. little. That's the one that little Yanni just eats, eats out of there. I think um they're in a tough spot because they want to do practical effects so much. Because as little Yanni like levels up, he should probably start doing the. Like they should probably start using the animation they they use for Yoda. Well, I don't um, know if that's true though, because it doesn't seem like that's the path Lil Yanni's going to take. Oh, you think he's just going to be like uh, in the little um, carriage? That's how he's going to. Seems like he's a foundling now. You know, I don't think Yoda could do that when he was a baby. I think there's 800 years of training that lets Yoda flip around like a psycho. Mm-hmm. Well, we did see him, you know, jump around in that training sequence in um season two yeah yeah for sure well no no that wasn't season two so that was um season one of boba fett we saw we saw um him do some of those things but uh, this is this is the way of um allowing him to be trained by ray at some point uh what are you talking about of him being a youngling uh little yanni whenever they get daisy ridley back little yanni is going to be in that I'm calling it. There's mm. no way. There's no way he's not. Man, I was Daisy Ridley just had an interview. She's got a new movie coming out. I unfortunately can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. It's like a smaller movie. She did an interview recently where she said that her like advice to women joining a franchise is you have to just like tune out um, the trolls, so to speak. You know, the fans that need to kick rocks. Our advice is fans kick rocks. Uh, but it, it got me thinking about the sequel era and like Ray and Finn and Poe and like, man, I freaking love those characters. I don't know. Whatever my opinion of episode nine is just like, I don't know. Daisy Ridley was so good in star Wars. Oh man. I really, it made me like really want to revisit those movies now. Well, and the thing too is like all the criticisms that I can think of off the top of my head are just that they weren't in it more. Right. Like Finn have, in episode nine yeah. poe having a more prominent role in episode nine um 
Well, I have a lot more criticisms than that, but it is definitely, yeah. And I, oh, because there's also something about the High Republic book that has gotten me thinking about the sequel uh, trilogy as well, and stuff that I like about the sequel trilogy, and stuff that I like about episode nine. Go figure. But yeah, just, I don't know. Those were like such good performances and such great characters. I'm excited that, you know, those characters exist now, and maybe we'll see them again in the future. Maybe not. Hopefully we will, but yeah. Those were, those were, I, you know, I got a lot out of those movies. It's, it's weird that it's in the past now, like a whole other trilogy. Well, that and just, how many years has it been? I mean, it's been like, what, six? Dude, Five? here's something. It's been over 10 years since you and I were in the car and I, my phone started blowing up getting texts at Disney about Star Wars. That's crazy. You and I were together when that happened. Yeah. And now 10 years on, here we are, episode 289 of Bo <laughs> Voice. Wow. And, you know, we, um, this is the dark timeline because we're going after the fans because they deserve it. Oh, I disagree. I think this is the right timeline. I think the dark <laughs> timeline is one where we cower in front of these punks and <laughs> walk all over us. No. Now, here's, here, rocks. Here's a question for you, um, and then we can get into this um, latest episode of Bad yeah, we Batch. We probably should. Is it appropriate to say kick rocks to somebody in public that is not a fan? Compared to what I wanted to say to the fans? Like, no, no, and it doesn't have anything to do with the fans. Like, if you oh, told yeah, somebody yeah. to kick rocks, is that appropriate to do? Because I did that. Are you doing it like nudge, nudge, wink, wink? No, I was just like, or kick rocks, get out of here. Yeah, anger. I said, kick rocks, get out of here. Like, exacerbation? Like, you're like, oh, I can't even anymore? Uh, I was like, get out of my personal space, kick rock. Context, I used it in. Get out of my I need space. more context for, like, what they were doing. They were in my personal space, kick rocks. They so, weren't doing anything? They were just standing there? In my personal space, yeah. In my personal bubble. And this was, like, your mom, or? Oh, my gosh. No. No, it wasn't my mom. Okay. <laughs> like a coworker. All right, we're done. So I'm trying to give you no, all no, 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 no. A stranger? What is this? The Spanish Inquisition? Oh my. Wow, why does the Inquisition have to be Spanish? As far as I know, the Inquisitors are all kinds of people from all over the galaxy. But you apparently are hung up on some very outdated ideas. So this week we're covering episode four of Bad Batch. This is too faster, titled, too furious, sir. This is titled Faster, which you know they've just been killing it with the titles and what the episode is actually about. That's true, because tech does go faster than other people. So again, a plus for this episode. And the official description is the team enters the colorful and dangerous world of racing. So this episode had something that I think. You talk about Order 66 compilation. I want a compilation of people organically reacting to a portion of this episode, which is when they are coming up on the race car track, right? Because I think that people have all kinds of opinions about the prequels and all kinds of takes, but I think that this episode and that moment where they're coming up on the racetrack is a very good litmus test for your true feelings about the prequels, or at least a portion of the prequels. Because for me, 
when they were coming up on that racetrack and I thought I was about to see pod racing again, I got so excited. And when right, it wasn't right. pods, I was so bummed. Really? <laughs> I think okay. There's probably a lot of people out there like, I don't know, prequels, whatever. And they're like, oh, oh pod race. And there's probably a lot of people out there that are like, no, prequels are cool. Prequels are even better. And then there's like, this is going to be a pod race. You know, I think, I think there's no, you know, it's a very organic kind of litmus test for, for your feelings on that. I, so I agree with you in terms of the age range. So like I had a couple talk to me about this episode and they hated it or they, they didn't, not that strong, but they're like, they do not care for the pod racing aspect of it. Interesting. I actually, when I was watching this, I'm like, oh my gosh, Josh is going to freak out because I, <laughs> you, you know, we, we, we've talked about pod racing, very fond of pod racing. Love Josh and I, of the video games that we play together, um, Star Wars, no, it's not Star Wars Pod Racer. It's Episode 1 Racer. Uh, episode 1 Racer, dude, to copyright. <laughs> um, I guess, but it's like a Lucasfilm or arts game. I never did understand that. So, we've we've played this game multiple times. We're really not good at it, because I don't think we've unlocked everything i'm, or about, I'm great at it i've golded all of them oh you have okay i, I mean it's like 20 years ago but still yeah because i was like there's there's certain points that, that i was like oh you know josh definitely knows you know this planet's probably some racetrack from from pod racer you know when they're on um safatoma which was a great name for a planet i love that name for <laughs> and i just really like that they were you know, they're talking about there being different types of races because there is, you know, um, the the Fothier races in episode right. eight, which we have not gone back to in any Animal form. Bite. There's um, some other type of animal racing that they show in um, hmm. I forget what it's called, but they show it in some some movie. So, I mean, it makes sense that it's not just pod racing. Now, I was really bummed to learn, and I thought that you would know, um. Grinny Malegi's um, racer guy, Jet Venom. Oh, yeah. So he really looked like Clegg Holdfast. Okay. Yeah, I was, like, oh. I was like, oh boy, Clegg Holdfast. And then yeah, they kept calling him that. That just uh, what a name, Jet Venom. And I confirmed in the credits, it is Jet Venom. Yeah, Venom Jet Venom spelled with an I instead of an O. Hmm. But other than that, yeah, it's, it's Jet Venom, baby. I mean, it's a it's a great name. But I was also like, oh yeah, that's definitely somebody from um, Pod Racer that Joshua know. Yeah, I um, thought it was Clegg Holdfast. And then when I looked it up, I'm like, oh, brand new character. Yeah. Kind of a missed opportunity, but also yeah. you know, it's nice that they're expanding the universe. It also would make sense that people that were in Episode One Pod Racer are probably. You don't know how in these a... various alien species live oh i so if you hadn't interrupted me i would have said they died because they got in accidents because you know it's pod racing not mm, due yeah. to their age you know it's they're in a they're in a um next to bounty hunting it's a uh dangerous profession well yeah i mean that makes sense i am pretty ageist um let's get into we're skipping way ahead um i actually have the list of the names of these racers Oh and yeah, okay. they they're so good. I was getting vibes when they announced all these people. I thought this was like Toy Story, 
and they were in like Sid's house from Toy Story One. You know how he has all the broken mm-hmm. um, toys and stuff like that. I I got real Toy Story One vibes. We got Jet Venom, Bosco and the Mad Bomber, Steel Claw Kane, Vicious Vid Santari, Axon the War Gnome Tranjonics, Quick Draw Quasar, the Trickster Flash Rector, Hyperrod on the Seven Deuce Blaster, and Tech. Um, they <laughs> killed it with the names. They also killed it with like the. This is such a dangerous race that they mostly have droids as the racers. There's only like what three maybe that are not. Um, there's like three humanoids that are actually participating in this. Yeah. Jet Venom, I think a Nikto, maybe one or two Niktos. Yeah. yeah. And then that was pretty much it. And of course, our our main droid buddy, um, Teo. There we go. Teo, voiced by Ben Schwartz. Right. Which I he mm-hmm. starts talking, and I'm like, I know this is somebody who's been on the podcast Comedy Bang Bang. That's five seconds there. I thought it might be Ken Marino, but though then it was very clearly Ben Schwartz. Which somewhere out there, there is some little kid who was watching this show. And is realizing that this little droid that's going so fast is also Sonic and just is losing their freaking mind. Oh, he to he me, I'm like, it. oh yeah, comedy bang bang. But I guess to the world at large, Ben Schwartz is mostly Sonic. Yeah, for me, and I think for people that are around our age, is Parks and Rec. Yeah. Um, that that he's really big, um, big from. But he he had his one line where he's giving tech advice, and then he looks down. And he's like, "Where are my arms and legs?" That actually that got me. I I thought that. Was... Um. Oh yeah, he's, it was. He's, he's great. Now is that was that the? I know that droid was like a hodgepodge of pieces, but have we seen that droid head before? I'm not sure. Nothing. It about looked the like droid particularly jumped out at me. Looks like um. Like a medical droid, but like I could be wrong. I think we've seen that well, droid head before. It looked like the like uh, binoculars you pay to look in at like a tourist destination. Like his face. Oh right. All right. It it does have a very familiar design to it, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if it's it's based on anything else in Star Wars or not. Now, yeah, so the- who we didn't have. Before we get into who we did have there, no click hold fast, obviously, a bunch of droids, bench warts. No hype phase on. That is true. Oh, no, that's uh, another type of racing. That, that's oh, like that, that's, a, yep. that's no, the fifth no type. No resistance, folks. Come on, guys. When are we going to incorporate resistance into a wider galaxy well, here? Hype would have been a child at this point. Because this is no wait. You don't know how Rodians age. Um, that yeah, that is true. Like Cass does not exist as a person. No. Yeah. So most of those people, um, I mean, most of those people are not even in the resist, not even in the rebellion yet. Because a lot of those, there's like what two or three like old rebellion, um, characters in that show, whose names oh I'm God. all forgetting. Um, which is so weird because Team and I'm such a huge fan of Team Fireball that it, 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 it's something that's not coming. Well, there's like isn't there I one? Can't old... remember three of them. I would say the oh yeah old... the ex imperial guy. Yeah, but he he'd be you know 
in the Empire like at this point. Griff. Yes, I think so. Because there's Griff. There's like the Swedish um, person. Right. Yep. 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 Her. Mm-hmm. And then there's the um, Kaz, and then there's the um, captain of the ship. Toradoza. Toradoza. And hype phase on. Hype phase on. Wow, you are it? killing it. Well, there's the mechanic, and then there's the um, Nikto mechanic that we really right. hated to start the show. Niku. And then we ended up liking, and then there's the uh, mechanic who betrays them and then doesn't even realize that the... Tam. Res- yeah, Tam. Um, doesn't realize that the... Um, the, the First Order is, is like, bad. bad. What a blast. I might actually yeah, watch a racing episode. I might watch a racing episode from that show. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of racing. A lot of racing. Yep, 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 yep. Um, we get we get some more for Rhea Perlman to do here as Sid. And I I mean, again, she's just so perfectly cast in this role. And we have our last name, Sid. Yeah. This episode very much felt like it was gearing up to be an intervention episode. <laughs> well, what was never last... quite came to fruition. So last episode, last season, she got in a fight with, um, what what syndicate did she get in a fight with that were? Um, oh, I don't remember. Because there's that there's that one where you know like there's a deal that goes wrong and the son of like a gangster like basically takes all of her stuff and they have to that's that episode where they go into the mine mm. um in, in season one he's texas mm-hmm. this isn't the first time we've bailed her out right right because right. they are like wrecker and tech have had it with her and they do not have any allegiance to her which this is, is real all... rich coming from tech yeah real rich coming from tech i'm over it tech i'm over it well, we were we 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 were bagging on tech earlier this season. Where I still am. Well, I mean, he won a race. He won yeah, a race. And as soon as he gets out and opens his mouth, I'm like, oh my gosh. So here's the thing: is who are there any characters in Bad Batch that just make you think so potently of someone you know in real life, or in Star Wars, or in fiction in general? <laughs> Um, not off the top of my head, but I'm sure, there, I, I'm sure there are. I know attack. Okay. I and this, um, this and seeing him here, I'm just like this guy. Oh my gosh, you gotta stop! You gotta stop! You gotta shush! You gotta change your whole deal. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's not um, working for you. <laughs> well, seeing as how all these people are typecasting. Um, like I don't think Wrecker is gonna be getting smarter anytime soon, or start reading books. Nope. Um, you're in for a rude awakening. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Now, again, some people might get upset that isn't a pod race that's introduced. Um, this is a planet that you know is an underworld. That's an underworld planet that we still haven't looked at. You know, why didn't we go to Tatooine? Why didn't we go to some planet? Malastare, Malastare, Andor Prime. Uh, wow, good for uh, you. Uh, 
that's also a planet i am i assume uh 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 but uh, I can't think of any other pod racing. You know, we we, we see this we see this really cool planet, Safatoma. We see, you know, it's not just the huts that are in charge Sofatoma? of everything. And we 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 meet, you know, a person that we'll probably see at some point this season again, um, Greeny Malegi, who is voiced by Ernie Hudson. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and he's a Dwudan. Yeah, we finally get to see a Dwudan stand up. We see a Dwudin stand up, and Dwudin, so, so there was a Dwudin um, bounty hunter in episode seven. Yeah, and we just see him sit and let his fellow assassin friend do all the work. And by that, I mean she makes a phone call. Yeah. And then in High Republic, there is a Dwudin as, as one of the main villains in um, the first series of all High right. Republic books. Yeah. yeah, and then we also see a Dewudin in um, Fallen Order, which is one of the Inquisitors. So we do see right, 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 right. Yeah, so they they are throwing Dewudins in. Um, they've talked in High Republic. They talked about like Dewudin culture because the Dewudin in there um is like not welcome back on their planet. Um, but they like. There's not a lot of them. They like kill each other for the strong. Like it's like a, a very warrior-like race, and this is probably the calmest Dewudin that we've seen, um, in any of the any of the mediums. Although you know the episode seven one doesn't really count. All he does is sit there yeah. and let his buddy do all the work. But very very. <laughs> Very, very, uh, very, very cool. I, I, I'm, I'm, I thought it was really interesting that, um, there was that showdown, right? It was like him, he had an, like a smaller Trandoshan, he had, um, oh my gosh, a uh, little, little pig monster dude whose name, oh, yeah, Gamorian, a Gamorian, um, and there was that standoff, and I'm like, I don't know, I think to reckon. Um, Tekken Wrecker would destroy him. There's a lot of exposition, which I, I actually am happy they said. You know, like Wrecker's like, let's just kill him. You know, let's just take him out. And Tech's like, they would obviously seek retribution. We can't actually do that. Um, one of my favorite lines from this episode was when Wrecker's like, you're in first, you're in last place. And he's like, I know. And he's like, you need to be in first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. You need to go faster, um, saying the episode title was um was fantastic yeah always a fan of saying the title of the episode but this was um this was just i, I mean the music was really good i never really talked about the music yeah um, in, but in these less. episodes yeah that was a specific note i had because i will say i mean again i just i know i just read that star wars archives book about the prequels there's a lot in there about the pod race sequence and how all that came together and the pod race sequence in episode one doesn't have any music uh, I think until maybe the final lap, they finally introduced some score into it. And I believe John Williams wrote score for all of it. But a majority mm-hmm. of the pod race is just sounds of the pods and stuff and no music. And I thought it was very effective. And so this race, the final race with tech, there is music. And it's like a very kind of almost a clubby bass. And I, I didn't have a problem with the score, but I do think comparing the two, I liked it more without music. I thought it was more effective and like, intense without music in episode one than it proved to be with more present 
you know, uh, music in this race. I I love the the note that I loved from it was when they go to the left side of the race, which is out, and mm-hmm. they had the music that was kind of like a tech beat. Right. It was a lot a lot faster. I I thought that was fantastic because it really brings you into it, just the intensity of it. And you know, like you know, you generally know he's gonna win. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not a multi episode arc. Um, there's there's um you know they don't have echo in in this episode so it's it's probably not gonna drag on um it's a standalone episode but i i i thought i thought that was um fantastic i was i was a a huge fan a huge fan of um the score for this episode yeah i didn't i mean like i said i didn't have a problem with the music in and of itself but i you know i was more because like last week we kind of talked about how the sound design was a big component with the wind and all the different kind of room tones and stuff and i guess i I get more drawn in to a scene uh by sound design i think a lot of times than with score Mm -hmm. but it was i mean it was also it's just interesting to have like a point counterpoint where you have the pod race without a score and this with a score to kind of compare and contrast getting this background on said like she said oh, yeah, that she's, mean, she, she says she's changed um i mean she must have known that she was going to run into this guy um i don't know why like what what did she hope to prove by coming back here are we going to see more of her background because we got introduced to her friend who right. set up episode one too that's a good point yeah they are definitely flushing out stuff with her i mean not to paint with a broad brush for fictional lizard people but the trandosians we have met bosk and his ilk in that episode of clone wars where they kidnap a bunch of people to hunt on their island are pretty intense so i I would be i would be interested in sid's past i hope it is something like a little more challenging than just like, oh, she used to run with a rough crowd. Because I mean, yeah, we've got some uh, some evidence of some pretty gnarly stuff with the Trandosians. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it would certainly speak to the Bad Batches having to reconsider their allies in a in a imperial world. You know, they don't just like get to wake up on the side of the angels like they well like they thought they did during the war, right? Where you just like, you wake up and I'm, I wake up a good guy and I do what the good guys tell me and I go and I'm a good guy just by virtue of the army I was born into or whatever. I'm curious if this is just, at some point she's going to get captured probably by Rampart and this is just showing you why she's not going to give them up is, you know, they're bonding more and more and more. So there's going to be a moment where she's going to have to put herself on the line for yeah. them. Yeah. And she's, she's going to be doing that. Granted, I, you know, you don't really know like what the end goal of the show is. That's so a great point. You have, you know, we, we have the trailer from, from this season. So, you know, we know at some point there's going to be some touch, um, touchstone on a Jedi that, that there's going to be, we know that there's a Rex episode coming up at some point this season but we really don't know like what's the end goal when are they right the rebellion has not been created yet wars yeah Mm -hmm. with rebels and clone wars it was pretty clear that they could only go but so far 
kind of sort of, or at least you had like a broad idea of where the picture frame was mm-hmm. that this all was taking place in. But with Bad Batch, I mean, we don't necessarily know what alignment these guys end up um, finding themselves in. And they've got 19 years ahead of them before the Death Star and all of that. So. Mm-hmm. And also, like, it's not like they're going to be part of Rex's rebellion right like rex joins the rebellion via rebels Mm -hmm. and he's on that desert planet um slinging um slug monsters with that i guess might need to be explained Mm -hmm. how that ends up happening yeah i don't know yeah right so it's like we we have some touchstones of like they're not explicitly there. They could be in the background. Um, they they could be interacting with some characters that we're not wholly aware of. But we 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 don't know. And that's the cool thing too is yeah you you know some of the endpoints. You know that they're not explicitly there. They could be implicitly there doing other things in the background. Um, they could be with other characters that that's going through this but it adds a kind of you know what's going to happen to rampart what's going to happen to crosshairs which is um a cool a cool part of this we have we have no idea even how many seasons it is because right dave Filoni didn't wear any t-shirts at um celebration to to talk about it so <laughs> you gotta wait until celebration london for us to see t-shirts of um when this show is going to come to its conclusion yeah, I will say it does make me like I have lately with like Andor and with Bad Batch and reading My Republic a little bit and some of the comics. I do want to I do think Star Wars deserves to be commended a little bit for it's I think it is doing a very good job of like showing us all these compelling characters and, you know, giving us things like a rematch between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. But also showing us Andor, also showing us Bad Batch of showing us the characters we love but by and large not going too far out of the way of the mythology to like make them live forever or whatever like i think they have very effectively kind of learned to tell stories within pockets of time within their universe and that that's not like there's not really a period of star wars i mean the rise of the empire we've seen a lot a lot a lot but there's not like a weak period in the universe of Star Wars that I would be bummed to go to because I think Star Wars has done a good job of, of fleshing them all out. And like, instead of making you be like, oh, well, there's no Han Solo at this age, so this is going to suck. They're able to make the various periods of their kind of grand tapestry compelling for what they are. You know, Bad Batch isn't about there not being a Jedi here and, you know, not being Luke Skywalker or whatever. It's about the Bad Batch. I, know. I think they're doing a really good job of that. Like, Andor is not defined by what it doesn't have because the time period it takes place in. It's defined by what, you know, what they bring to that time period. The end. Hello.
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> wow. I was muted. I was muted. I I actually wow. just talked for. I just talked for like 45 seconds. <laughs> faster, faster. Appreciate um, editing this week. Um, what I was what I was about to say is, it they don't they don't like to to kind of agree with your points. Um, I think like you could have had Sebulba in this episode, right? And they didn't they didn't add that because they think that the characters that they're introducing are sufficient enough. Like we Jet Venom, great character. We're never gonna see Jet Venom again. Um maybe I, I mean maybe as so maybe, sure. maybe as a grunt, right? Um because I don't think Jet Venom got in trouble um by Granny Malegi for losing. Um maybe he did. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, where was Ben Quandroneros though? That was a big whiff. Grinny is is um a really cool villain though. Like um, he like let them go. He's kind of sowing some dissent. Yeah, um, doubt seems to be scheming, right? And you know he has this um no what I think it was Jet Venom that goes for the blaster mm-hmm. to shoot them, and mm-hmm. then he. He says, you know, that even that even that scene kind of hints at we're going to see these characters again. Um, now, and do you want to see them again? I definitely want to see Green Malegi again. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. I, I don't really under, I don't want to go to Safatoma again. But you but... love it so much. Oh, that is true. It's all you've been talking about all freaking day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Safatoma, I've been I've been looking at flights like what's Safatoma based off of? Is it based off of, you know, um, Phoenix, Arizona? That's what it seems like to me. There you go. Some some foreign locale that's really hot and dangerous. Breezy, and beautiful of... Phoenix, Arizona. But yeah, I I I, th- I think that's a good I think that's a good point that you're making. So, Josh, do you have any um, final notes on this episode? Not even one. But you better edit out that minute of silence. um yeah i'll i can certainly you know for the fans i feel like they deserve it so next week's episode is episode five titled entombed so Mm. um for those claustrophobic fans uh buckle up i'm curious if this is going to be a hunter echo episode right right like we we're turning this into i feel like it's kind of like an ensemble season at this point we have crosshairs we have you know this small group of people maybe it's hunter and echo next i would i mean it'd be fine if it was that group oh even episode one and two you know they split the they split up the party they've done that a few times during this so we're we're um you know going through this season um very strong so far and um i'm 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 excited I, the last two episodes have been getting better and better with the show yeah i mean i think this i have no problem with this episode i do think last week's episode high watermark for the season and the show in general so excited for where it will go from here cool well, like podcast, podcast, kick rocks